welcome to the Station Tapes on 21 Soul. I'm your host, Lewis Marks, and on this podcast, I share intimate interviews with some of the best musicians in the world. I want to get a sense of their intent, their motivation, and hear the stories that help to place them in the context of history. I rarely prepare the questions, letting the conversation evolve around each artist's willingness to share. This week on the show, the legendary Giorgio Moroder, widely credited as the father of disco and a pioneer of electronic dance music, Moroder's imprint on the music world is broad and definitive, so much so that his history feels like an archaeological dig into the roots of modern music. Giorgio Moroder began writing and recording in Germany in the late 60s, soon opened Musicland Studios, which became a frequent home for the likes of Mark Bolan, the Rolling Stones, Freddie Mercury, and many more. He brought hits to the world with Donna Summer, Blondie, Oasis, and a host of others, and he was on stage as a collaborator and writer when Daft Punk took the Grammys by storm. Millions will know Giorgio Moroder best from his film work, though. Flashdance, Midnight Express, Metropolis, Top Gun. These films express not only Mr. Moroder's ability to score films well, but also the ability for those songs to stand on their own. Giorgio Moroder connects the heart and the mind with the synthesizer as his instrument of choice. He helped define what the future might be, and that future is now. He is currently on tour as a DJ, spinning his favorite tracks and smiling as we all dance. Here we are for the next episode of The Station Tapes, and I am beside myself this morning because I get to welcome the great Giovanni Giorgio Moroder. Good morning. Good morning, uh, buongiorno, buonasera from Italy. Aha. I did not know where you were, so I, I wasn't sure. I saw the... Yeah, I'm on the, on the, on a bit of a ca- kind of a vacation for a few... Uh, during the summer, it's beautiful here, and uh, I can work here, so for now I'm here. Beautiful. I just returned from my first trip to Italy, uh... And drove through uh, Siena and Verona, and I'm I'm in love. So. Oh, good! I'm I'm about uh, uh, two hours north of Verona, in the in the mountains, the Dolomites. Yeah, and that's where and that's where you're from, right? Yes, yes, that's my home. Ah, next yeah. next trip, I, that's where I want to head. Uh, Absolutely. So. Again, thank you for taking time to visit. And I want to start. Uh, I want to start with the present. Uh, you you have a current tour coming up, and you'll pr- be performing in Philadelphia at an old burlesque theater known as the Trocadero. Right, right. Uh, now, what what is your inspiration and your intent around this tour? What what can people expect? Well, my my usual DJ, you know, I have a set of uh, songs, some uh, some of the old, uh, the the Donna Summer, the Flashdance songs, mm-hmm. and I have about four or five songs from my, my last album, uh, Déjà Vu, mm-hmm. and then I have some great songs, uh, uh, disco songs and EDM songs, which I just like, uh, like one great song. Of chic, uh, one or two from the Bee Gees. You know, those never, never dying great, uh, great tunes. So it's it's a little bit a combination of of old, of uh, absolutely new, and some some of the standard uh, uh, dance songs. Excellent. And so I want to remind people uh, who who will be listening that uh, August thirty. 30- 
kicks that off at the Trocadero in Philadelphia, and we'll put a uh, we'll put a link uh, in the description of this podcast. So, Great, good, good. Going back, or I want to dig into some things. You know, is I'm I'm just so many things I want to ask you, but I run a small record label here in Philadelphia, and we often discuss the roots of music. Usually we're trying to, uh-huh. to, to help people establish context these days because all of the information uh, in the entire world is now available to everyone. But younger people have trouble oh. putting things in context because there's so much information. Um, you know, as a pioneer of, of, of disco and electronic music, um, what do you consider to be the root of, of, the, of, the, of those art forms? Well, to be honest, my personal root is the fact that I always loved rhythmical things. You think of the Italian playing the mandolin and all big ballads. Uh, it never happened to me. I was even living in Italy when I grew up. I was listening to American or English m- music, and uh, I always liked uh, up-tempo songs. In fact, uh, I had one or two bubblegum songs, uh, which were really well danceable. So my, the tendency for me was to have songs where you can be, let's say, happy and, and especially where you can dance well. And uh, the first, uh, let's say, real disco song was Love to Love You Baby with Donna Summer, uh, which uh, I thought was uh, was a great song, not only not only as a song, but uh, uh, rhythmically and, and uh, even text-wise, quite interesting song. Interesting. And so, I, what I what I hear often is that you seem to have f- found this invisible connection. It seems seemingly invisible connection between the pulse. And, and the mind, because while it doesn't sound, when you go back to those early recordings and even to this day, it, it doesn't sound as roots-based, but it really hits you. And yet, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I love up-tempo songs. I love heavy rhythm, and especially because I don't dance. I, I don't know really how to dance, so <laughs> I always needed that. That that four on the floor, as they call it, where you really emphasize on the drums. So that uh, that sound and that feel made me dance a little bit, not not a lot, but a little bit. And uh, that was basically the root of my of of my song, not all, but of some of my songs where I really emphasize on the rhythm. So so people. You know, even people who don't uh, are not great at dancing could at least try to dance. That's fascinating. So it must give you uh, great joy to see so many people uh, dancing to your music. In, in fact, when I do DJ and I, if I see that people don't dance, I'm not happy. <laughs> so, so it's it's really it's really good. But you know, in today's world, the, the discotheques uh, and the DJ they only play this uh, real danceable music if it's if it's 128 or 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 more like 110 115 uh, they are are now every song is is uh, is heavy uh, accentuated on on the rhythm on the the strength of the bass of the kick of the of the drums mm-hmm. do, do you feel that it lacks something today's edm dance music 
No, do you know what? I really like it. Uh, uh, I'm not like every song, but I like most of the, the, the EDM songs. You know, the, the the technology is so advanced. The sounds are so good. There are so many sounds, and uh, and I must say the big hits. Uh, they all have such unique, unique uh, drums, unique uh, bass lines, and and uh, you know all all the all the percussion, and and it, it's really. It's really a, a world where where you can, you hear, contrary, let's say, to some rock songs, which are great too, but they are based on guitars and bass and and uh, the EDM sound. They you have hundreds of thousands of different sounds and 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 some of the EDMs have I don't know twenty thirty uh, uh, sound just for one song and they are all mixed beautifully in so. I think they they most of the the EDM sounds they they really sound well and they're good songs. Fascinating. I I don't spend a lot of time uh, listening. I mean, I, I, you can't go anywhere without hearing uh, the music. But you know, in revisiting your music um, in the last few days, and I and maybe it speaks to to your film work, but. Uh, there's a stretching out that seems to happen within the beat that lets me cut well, off. Well, you know, I, 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 I like heavy rhythm and heavy and, and loops and all that, but you know, to, to have a great song, to have a good song, it's relatively easy, but to have a great song, it's not. So I, I always think you have to have a, a, some, a great melody, maybe possibly a great singers, which uh, who helps a lot in in getting a great song or or a hit. So adding to the sounds and to the rhythm, adding a nice melody, nice lyrics, and that, that helps to make a song a really good song. Beautiful, beautiful. I was fascinated with um, Musicland Studios. And that, that started with Mark Bolin, right? Was that the first? That's, cor that's correct, yeah. I I opened uh, the studio in, I think, 73 or 74. And I wanted the studio for myself. But then the record company called and said, Mark, Mark Bolin would like to come in for a few weeks. And I said, yeah, yeah, why not, Greg? So it turned out that he started it. And then... A ton of English uh, recording acts came. The Rolling Stones did, I think, two albums. Uh, the Led Zeppelin did the last album, The Presence. Wow. Uh, Freddie Mercury almost lived uh, in in the studio. Uh, so, so it turned out that uh, that I didn't have a studio anymore. It was booked by by some of the, those big guys, and you know. I wanted to record there, but then, then Ian of the of the Rolling Stones would call and say, "We need the studio," so they threw me out. But uh, it was nice, and uh, I, I had I recorded some hits there anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it's hard to get bumped out of your own space. That's <laughs> um, right. But, but what's interesting to me, I wonder if there isn't a connection of influence in the sense that. There, there, you know, everything was uh, so rock driven, what we now know as classic rock with some of those bands that you mentioned. And yet, 
people like Mark Bolin and of course Freddie Mercury took us into new spaces. Uh, and and it, you know, can you was were they influenced by your work at that time? At that no, I, no, I, I don't think I had any influence uh, uh, musically. But what I think happened is uh, that uh, mostly the English groups they had uh, you know they have great studios in London, but let's say in Europe where they wanted to record, usually the studios were were not really geared to 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 the scene and especially the look of the studio. So I guess uh, they felt almost at home because, it, in fact, uh, uh, it was built by a, by a, uh, uh, an English studio uh, company. Ah, felt really at home, and uh, you know maybe the environment, how it looked, uh, uh, maybe maybe Munich was uh, uh, was an inspiration for the people. So. So that those are probably the reasons, and and plus you know the Rolling Stones are the Rolling Stones. That's uh, that's rock. Wh wherever they record, it's uh, it's it's rock music. Of course, of course, yeah. They, and they've they've held that down for a long time. Um, right, and so they're still doing it. it. It's amazing. I I, I often show uh, videos of Mick Jagger uh, to to people in, in the office. And just say, you know, he he performs like he still needs it, you know, like like yeah. he does, you know, and uh, that's it, 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 you know. In fact, by by pure coincidence, I found a, a picture of me playing guitar on one of the sessions uh, of the Rolling Stones. Although uh, we, they may have recorded it, but obviously never released it. But it's 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 wow. quite interesting to see me playing guitar next to Mick. <laughs> so, was Keith in the room? Yeah, all the guys. I don't know now. Yeah, Keith and uh, yeah, the, I think three or four guys were there, and 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 me trying uh -huh. to to play guitar with them. Fascinating, fascinating. So, I I see so many people crediting you as an influence, and. You know, Daft Punk, DJ Shadow, uh, I saw that you were on with The Roots uh, a few years back. Britney Spears, so many. And they all seem to be, to me, in different musical places and all crediting you. How do you, to what do you attribute the breadth of your influence? Well, the, the, the only really influence is, is probably the song I Feel Love, where... Uh, where I was one of the first who used synthesizers and, and, and computers to, to, to not only to record, but to give that special uh, arpeggio sound, which, uh, which in the EDM world and, and in the pop too, is now almost, uh, it almost has to be, even if it's hidden in the, in the tracks, but uh, uh, I think that feel of urgency, you know, the baseline, uh, I think that helped uh, to establish a certain sound and uh, a, a certain way to record. Interesting. Is it, did you expect this to be so ubiquitous and so present? No, I, I thought when I recorded I Feel Love, I thought it, it was new. Um, and in fact, uh, the the idea of the album was that uh, we have songs of the 50s, the 60s, 
and then the 70s sounding and one song we thought how could the song sound how could a future song sound and uh, that was the idea to do everything with the synthesizers where, where the drum are played by uh, synthesizers you 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 create a certain white noise you cut it you put the envelope on and it it created a whole sound based on synthesizers and i think that was that was the most interesting thing and and if people probably get inspired by then and i love that yeah, we, this might be that future that that you were that you were envisioning we might be there yeah <laughs> Well, I hope so. Yeah, I think so. We are there by now. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, a lot of musicians refer to, you know, songs that they write or record as their baby, right? They feel a very personal yeah. connection. How, how is it for you when you do a film, when you score a film, and then that song becomes known in a different a completely different way well you know that there, there, there are two there are two philosophies about doing that one says a score should be there just to support the the, the movie the feel of the movie and uh, and you shouldn't even notice it and then the other guy says okay if you don't notice this why would you put it on but uh -huh. uh, then if if it works well with the with the movie, plus it takes its own character and it becomes a hit. That's uh, I think that's a double double victory for the song. It, mm -hmm. it fits well with the movie. Like let's take take Flashdance. Probably Flashdance without the movie Flashdance without the song wouldn't uh, wouldn't be that big. So. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, sometimes the, the the songs and the music too uh, take doesn't take over, but it has a, a, a life of its own, and, it, it, and that's one of the reasons why you start to compose and you start to do it in a way that uh, it doesn't only serve the the movie, but it serves uh, the song to become possibly a known song. Yeah, and I notice that often with with what you do, and I I also notice I kind of went back and and listened to some tracks from both uh, Midnight Express and Metropolis, and I don't think I really noticed at the time in watching those movies how powerful and and and, and how contrasting the songs were to the story. Yeah, there, there are some there are some really good movies uh, with really good songs. I'm not talking about mine, but in general, where where a song a, a song makes uh, part gives that character to a movie. Let's say the the, the Sylvester Stallone Rocky song, Rocky movies. Mm -hmm. Those those songs you hear it now and and uh, and you think, okay, he's winning. And not even comparing Sylvester Stallone uh, as the character, but you say this is a song for somebody who is winning. And uh, I, I think it's it's. Uh, it's a great success if you have a song which which becomes kind of an anthem of of uh, like I think love to uh, I think uh, from here to eternity is another no sorry no 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 sorry uh, uh, um, the song from Top Gun 
take my breath away is ah. a song which you you hear and you don't even think about uh, Tom Cruise. It's just a, a great love song, and I, I think that's that's a quite a nice achievement. I, I will agree, and and I will speak to the audience here for a second for those who you know do, do not know uh, the history uh, of these songs and soundtracks to to. to quickly get to Google and search <laughs> and, and yeah good good and learn. yeah yeah um, it is fascinating to piece together history from uh, all of the information we have available but it is important for to understand the arc of these things and and they're right there um, yeah so uh, I'm I am personally looking forward to uh, to your upcoming tour and I'm, I'm I will let people know once again that uh, August 30, 2018 is the start at the Trocadero in Philadelphia. Um, and okay. Mr. Marauder, I just want to ask you one last, maybe difficult question. I don't know if it's difficult. How do you view your legacy and, and how do you want to be, uh, how do you, how would you like the storyline to go? Um, the storyline, I think uh, he did some bad songs, really bad. He did some good songs, and he did the very few, but really, really good songs. Wow! But mo mostly, mostly bad songs. <laughs> sometimes I, I can tell you. Sometimes I listen to some recordings, and I said, like they say, "What did I do then?" What, what was that? But, yeah. Wow! But the but the big songs are really big, so I'm I'm happy about that. You balance it out. Well, again, thank you so much. It is such an honor and a pleasure to speak with you. I appreciate your time. And uh, I hope okay. we can meet in Philadelphia. Okay, great. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Buongiorno, arrivederci. Arrivederci. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you for listening to the 21 Soul Music Podcast. If you like what we do, please subscribe on Mixcloud at 21 Soul. And you can also find us on Stitcher and iTunes. Our video series of interviews and music discussion is also available on YouTube at Ropadope 99. 21 Soul is recorded in East Philadelphia at the Ropadope Room. Our producer is Nick Perry. Our general manager is Fran DeRubo. The 21 Soul theme song is an excerpt of Red Hook Soul by Mr. Michael Blake. Big thanks to all the people who keep the Ropadope flame burning all the musicians who pour their creativity into the world, and thanks to those of you who are taking the time to listen. We hope you enjoy the show.